The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. To heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick. I promise you, the president has a big stick. And Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. I got hairy legs, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. And thank you, Dr. Pepper, and thank you, Chancellor, or Dr. Paper. Because I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Financial Guys show. Uh, it's been quite a while, but it's Russ Thompson, Carl Palladino, David DiPietro. It's been, I'm thinking, over a year since we've been in this studio. Has it been that long? Yeah, because wow. when this whole thing started off, um, basically nobody could come in the studios, so everybody started doing stuff from home. And um, the last I remember, I even talked to Lomas. I said, when's the last time we were in? About a year ago? He says, yeah, I think so. But anyway, we're here, and we even have our uh, friendly dog, Sally's running around. So if you hear any noises coming from behind the scenes, it's probably going to be Sally. But it's good to be back here. Yeah, it's it good is, to see it? you guys. Carl, you awake over there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great to see Carl. I know. Great to see you, Russ. This is good. It's good to be back in studio. This is, uh, this is I know. A lot where, of fun. Where's your mask? I don't wear them. Neither do I. Neither no. do I. No. I mean, I don't go many places, but whenever I do, I use it as a chin strap. The mark? The mark. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay. No, I agree. Yeah, so I listened to Rand Paul. Uh, he was he was incredible with Fauci. He Pochi. was awesome. He was, if, we could, if we could ever pull up that soundbite, he went right after Fauci. Talking about theater. Here you are. You've been vaccinated, and you're still walking around with two masks. He goes, this is all theater. Oh, here you go with the theater Fauci comes out with. But every single th- every single thing that Fauci that uh, Rand Paul said was right, and every and you know what? About eighty percent of the doctors agree with yeah. Rand Paul. Yeah, the only only a few in the box doctors actually agree with Fauci. They don't. Most doctors are like, yeah, masks are useless, and especially now that yeah. we're we're at herd, you know we're we're at herd immunity right now. Oh, I believe. So it. that's what they said we had to get to, and we should be hundred percent open. Even staying closed right now is ridiculous. Well, it's fifteen days to flatten the curve. Right. Right. And we're over a year now. It's what, March 20th today? If you remember back in May, I started posting every day. Yeah. Day 20, day 25, day 30 that we flattened the yeah. curve. Day yeah. 86 when we got into like August, 80, day 90. Okay, we flattened the curve. Now what? Right? Then I had, I had healthcare professionals, doctors, management of different, the different hospital systems in West New York contacting me and telling me that they, they were just absolutely livid about what was going on. I said, well, can you get me the real numbers? They said, yeah. So from behind the scenes, I'm getting the actual numbers that are current patients in all of Erie County. Then I was able to get the ones that are on ventilators and everything. Nothing 
nothing at all was what they said it was. And then I was getting daily numbers. I started posting them on Facebook. I got thrown in Facebook jail for a, a couple of times because of what I was doing. I'm in Facebook jail now. I posted a, remember the remember the picture of that uh, comedian holding Trump's decapitated head? Yes, yeah. Yeah. And now it's with, with the Biden head, and that, yeah. now that's uh, inappropriate for some reason. And that's why I'm in jail. <laughs> I said, well, it's got to be. It's gotta, it's gotta, I mean, Trump's head was hanging out. It had to be okay. You know, so I posted. I said, this has got to be okay that now, you know, it's... But no, boom, within an hour, I got a notification. So I'm in jail until Sunday night, I think, tomorrow night. So I haven't been able to promote the show. I haven't been able to do anything. And people still send me stuff. Share this, share this, share this. I'm in jail. What's the matter with you? So much. And here's, here's the kicker. Everybody getting fed up with, with Facebook. So they said, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. Okay, I opened up a Parler account. I opened up a Gab account. I opened up a MeWe account. And there's nobody there. So me and Tony Bag of Donuts, friend of ours on Facebook, we share our means because he's in Facebook jail too. He was in Facebook jail for 30 days. I mean, come on, really? Really? People want to leave, they don't leave. Like, hello, we go to other places so we can do this. But anyway. You got to open up a new account, Ross Thompson or Russ Timpson. Yeah, well, I was, like I was th- yeah, I was thinking about doing that out on, because uh, I got a computer in my shop. And so you got to, we shouldn't say this too loud because Facebook will throw us off the air. But it's, they go by IP addresses and email addresses. So out my shop, I don't have an email address, so I can make one up. And then uh, you have a new IP address because I'm three, four hundred feet away from my, uh, my office. So yeah, I may do that. I may do that. So get your get your get you back in the get you back in the fold, Russ. Gotta, My God, I know gotta people, get the message out. I know people have got three and four different accounts. Oh, I do too. It's awesome. Yeah. How many? You got one or two? I just have one. My wife always tell. I go, "Who's this?" My wife, don't you know? That's so and so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know. Like, I don't know who that is. That's so and so. That's another account they've got. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's funny. It's crazy. And Carl's got a Facebook account, but he's he's he doesn't do Facebook. You're just over there not saying anything right now. You never use it. Yeah, I know. You gotta gotta get your microphone up, Carl. Can't hear you. All right. So what's happening in your world, Carl? Oh, not much. Just uh, keep going day to day, putting stuff in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that uh, most people I talk to. You know what? Hold on, Carl. We got to get your microphone corrected over there. We really can't hear you. It sounds like you're talking through a tunnel. So try it now. Hello. Yeah, that's better, Carl. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little bit better. Yeah. So uh, from what I'm gathering, uh, this this entire era, the COVID era, is is having some real mental effects on, on many people. Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, just putting up with the crazy rules, having somebody yell at you when you first walk into a store to say, put your mask on. Isn't that annoying? So I wear mine as a chin strap, and then if somebody says something, I pull it up over my mouth. And that's about it. It's as far as I'm going. You know, yeah, I'll never put it over my nose. No, I had a lady. Tell I can't me to breathe. Put it over your nose. I was in Wegmans with about fifty people around me. Yeah, all pushing their carts into one another. And like, sir, you don't have your mask on, right? And I looked yeah. at her and I said, "Mind your own business." 
Yeah, simple as that. I saw something the other day. It was really <laughs> hilarious. I have a oh, I got a medical card for it. Well, what's it for? It's it's a medical disease called common sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow, that's good. I got to use that. But I don't really go anywhere. I go to the hardware store every once in a while. Jewel does all the running around. Jewel does the shopping and everything. But we basically the business is pretty is pretty damn slow at this point. So I started expanding, and Mike told me to put together a commercial for the show. Uh, we, we've been doing concrete mixes for 12 years, but that's pretty much died off. we got a couple of things that are coming up. But I started doing I got a, I got a, new, um, a new website called firepitsandstuff.com, mm-hmm. and I started it a couple of years ago. Matter of fact, yeah, I donated the fire pit to one of your fundraisers. Yeah. Remember the, yeah, the Star Trek? We haven't done anything in over a year. I know. Yeah. Well, it's illegal now. But I uh, firepitsandstuff.com. I got all different kinds of fire pits, custom steel work. I started making gun silhouettes, rifles. I got them black. I got them painted red, white, and blue. Um, I made a couple of n- new fire pits the other day that it looked like they're going to go over pretty well. But the problem is with people not having discretionary cash. That's that's the biggest problem. Right. So I'm starting to get into shooting targets using the AR-400, AR-500 steel. You know, everybody wants shooting targets if they can find the ammunition that isn't a buck and a half a round. So we're trying we're trying to do whatever we can do in this in this economy in, in New York. You know, it seems like every day there's something more and more and more. I mean, schools, come on, really? Schooling, they're finally going to go to three feet? Yeah, but that doesn't mean they are in New York. Oh, no, I agree. I did the press conference two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Down at Carl's, Carl's Ellicott Ellicott Square, yeah. And uh, and I did it because I had talked to Dr. Turkovich, who's the head of Children's Oshai Hospital. He's the right. leading authority in about seven counties around here on children. And I talked to him about I said, before I did anything, I said, Doc, what do you think about this? I have the bill to go from six feet to three feet, and that's it. Everything else stays the same. He says, I love it. Yeah. He says, that's, there's no reason. He was, he was very adamant. There's no reason schools should be closed. I agree. Okay? And he had a conflict that day, or he would have come and spoke. But he said, there's no reason schools should be closed. The kids got to be back. I had a social worker from Attica Central come in. One little school out in the, out in the country, in Wyoming yeah. County. She had written me a letter a month ago and said, I've had enough. She goes, I can't take it. It's a teacher. There's a, there's, no, there's a counselor. Oh, a counselor. At, okay. the, at the Attica school system. She had, in one day... She had a four, uh, no, excuse me, a fifth grader, a sixth grader, an eighth grader, and a ninth grader, all come to her in one day and say that they wanted to commit suicide. She had to make four calls home to the parents in one day at one little school, and she says it's out of control, Dave. It's out of control. She says she's crying. I cried when I read that thing. I read that at my press conference, and all the councils I had there, and everyone from around the state, everyone I talked to, says the exact same. Thing, Russ and Carl, that this mental health abuse with kids staying out of school for no reason because there's no stop. science, except Andy Pilata from NYSET two weeks ago on a Wednesday out in Syracuse says, we, we are 100%, this is a quote from him, it was in the papers, 100% against opening schools and going to three feet. And the same night, one of his minions came out in the press and said that they're already looking to closing the schools next year. You gotta be kidding me! No, no. How how irresponsible is that? Especially with vaccines coming out, herd immunity, and you can predict the future six, seven months ahead of time. I mean, it was this is disgusting. And I I, I told people I've been telling people right now, and now the CDC came out yesterday uh, and said six to three feet 
and school without plastic right. shields and right. schools can open. So we should be opening up. And this is what I, I said two weeks ago. Uh, two counties in New York State are already going to three feet and are opening up. They said, screw you, New York. Good. We're opening up. Good. And and now now with the CDC, I can tell you right now, I've got six that I know of in my district, school systems, where parents on their own are running people, are getting a slate together to take out their school board. Good. They're, they're ticked off. And if they don't open up, I'll tell you right now, if these schools don't open up, with this new ruling after Easter break that gives them two weeks now to get everything together. They need one day, but give them two weeks to get right. the, everything together with their transportation. If these schools still continue and refuse to open up, uh, I, predict, I predict it's going to get very ugly very soon, especially with school, the good weather. School board elections coming up yeah, in, in May. What, May. In May. Get okay. involved, people. <clears throat> this is something that we've been talking about. Jeez, I, met, I met Dave in 2006, 2006 mm-hmm. through primary challenge. We've been trying to get people to run for office forever. Mm-hmm. You know, we find somebody occasionally. Dave is, Dave is part of it. I ran for office I don't know how many times. We need people to run. You need to run at every single level of government. Yep. From, your, from your school boards, which is crucial, especially right now. This is just absolutely insane. we got to get these schools open. I actually heard Carl and I were doing a podcast probably six months ago. And we spoke to somebody at HHS, Department of Health and Human Services. They even came out and said that we need to go to three feet. All right, that was mm-hmm. six months ago. Nothing ever became of it. Do you know where the six-foot rule came from? I, I, I sort of do, but go ahead. Okay, this is right from HHS. On a Chinese flight, COVID started. Nobody within six feet of this person that had COVID got sick there's your scientific basis for six feet distance right it's scientific listen to the science where they got their who's science the political science as far as i'm concerned this is political science this isn't real science oh forget the science the, the governor reading when it comes to the governor the governor's a scientific idiot oh yeah because because <laughs> he's a scientific idiot let me repeat that he no, he's a, he's got the chicken wings are chicken wings aren't food and covid can tell time so if you're out at 10 o'clock five to ten you're fine five minutes after 10 covid's gonna strike yeah, you Maybe you got four people at a table but it's, if you got three kids you can't go out to dinner because covid knows you've got a third kid right. and it's gonna strike covid's this gonna come a, again most insane, idiotic person making up this crap as he goes. And these people buy it. He listens to himself and, and nobody else, right? Does anybody advise this guy? Or does he pull it all out of his nether regions? The chicken wing one, he pulled out of his nether regions. Remember during the... During the uh, his, his number one advisor in this whole COVID thing, this, is, this three feet, six feet, and the whole thing with schools, his number one advisor, okay, is the head of the teachers union in the state of New York. Andy Pallotta. These teachers don't want to go back to work. They want to stay off as long as they possibly can and milk this thing. Paid that's vacation. That's what it's all about. But that's the at the power life. structure, you Carol. you got to call a, a spade a spade. This is not right. I have okay. tons of teachers emailing me every day saying they are against the union well, on this and they want to do something and about they their teach. union. Tell them to do something about their union and go back to work. It's far, It's a farce. All, all for their sake. Okay, oh, I, give them a few more days off. Okay? You'll find it out when they yeah. go back to school. Uh, there's going to be some teachers that won't go back. Cut out the paycheck, and you'll see how fast they come back. They're getting full pay for a year, doing nothing, nothing. I yeah yeah. To cut out their paycheck, I agree with that. Well, we he, shouldn't be paying school taxes. I'm sorry. 
Why are we paying school taxes? Well, the teacher, Russ, that you're right. The teachers' union, I think, is making a huge mistake. I think Andy Plott is making a huge mistake because he, I don't think he thinks he's all powerful. I don't think he understands the kickback because if you're going to stay closed, the first thing they're going to do in another couple months, next year, is they're going to say, you know what? I don't need one teacher online teaching 10 to 15 students. I can have one teacher in eighth grade teach the entire class geography, so you better get rid of five teachers. Okay, they don't understand. That's coming down the pipe. And then the people are going to start saying, you know what? You're not using the school. You're you're hiring. You're going to have to get rid of teachers. I want my tax money back. Yeah. That's what we got to do. They don't understand that this is going to, you know, open up the schools now, and you can uh, avail all this stuff and get rid of it. But if you stay closed and try and tell us it's the science, you're going to lose. Show us the science there is no show us i know show us the science we got to take a quick break i just looked at the clock we're going way past it and uh we'll be right back a quick break you're listening to the financial guys radio network with guest hosts carl paladino and russ thompson need your weekly Glenn and Mike fix check out their podcast available on all streaming platforms and YouTube new episodes are released every single week now here's Carl Palladino and Russ Thompson well welcome back I uh Frank did did me a favor and played uh Rush Limbaugh's uh uh, his music, his update, yeah, uh, his, his his music. music I've been yeah. listening to that music for twenty eight years, every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I met to, him. I got on stage with him. Did you really? Yeah. Yep. I, I'll tell you. Um, back in nineteen ninety two is when I started listening to Limbaugh, and I didn't know who I was politically until I started listening to Limbaugh. Yeah. And My dad like, turned me on crap. to him in nineteen ninety when he first came on Ben for one hour. Oh yeah, I remember and, uh, that, but I wasn't listening all the time. I was. Then he, I, I just loved him. My father turned him on to me, and I'd listen to it at the dry cleaners. And then uh, he did his Rush to Excellence tour. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And he was on TV. Yep. I never saw his TV show. I saw, I saw bits and pieces of it on YouTube. And thinking at the time, God, I wish I, I wish I had watched the guy. Mm-hmm. So we knew it was coming. I mean, he had stage four cancer. He diagnosed a year ago, stage four lung cancer, which is really rough. And he fought all the way to the end. I yeah. mean, his last show, you wouldn't even know he was sick. Yep. You wouldn't even know he was yeah. sick. And then in the morning, I get up, and I was doing what I'm doing on the computer. And then I heard uh, the beginning of the show come on, and I heard her, I heard Catherine's voice. And I turned it up, and I looked at Jewel, and I went, it's coming. Rush is gone. As soon as I heard Catherine's voice, I knew he was gone. So it's it's rough. I mean, twenty eight years listening to Rush every single day from from noon yep. to three, and now all of a sudden he's gone. Um, I I don't think that what they're doing now is really. It's he's gone. Let's let's move on. It's it's sad to say, but I love I love Limbaugh. He did everything to to firm up my firm up my convictions to verify who I was politically, yep. and. Uh, I mean, I was, at the time, I was I was actually a registered Democrat and believed everything. Boy, what a mistake I yeah. I realized. He 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 was able to articulate what we all felt. Oh yeah. Whenever you saw corruption, whenever you saw politicians like Democrats running to the middle at Called every election, and then all of a sudden you'd scratch your head because they'd get elected and start implementing all these leftist ideas. Yeah. You know, but then talking, coming back to the district and talking as if they're a conservative. And, yep. and, and and Rush was able to 
elaborate on that and tell you why they're liars and why they why they were yeah, what they were doing. And, I agree. And uh, he made such an impact in my life. I'll tell you. I started in started doing political stuff in 1995, 96. People on Grand Island were talking about me doing a radio show back then. They wanted to call me Rush Thompson. I went, I couldn't hold a candle to this guy, you know. But I really, that's when I really started calling out politicians, corruption, and it really is. It was, I think, a lot of it was what gave me my backbone uh, doing things politically. So Limbaugh had had a big impact on my life, and I'm going to miss him. But it's it's time to move on. Uh, before we go to the go to the uh, bottom of the hour break, we got Tanya. On the hotline. Tanya, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, what's going on? Um, I wanted to take a couple minutes and tell you about a fundraiser I'm involved in. Um, it's called Dare to Dream Ranch, and they support our military, providing various services. Um, my son, Corey, was in the military for 11 years. He was mm-hmm. a foreman, and he passed away this past June um, from a PTSD-related event. And... Um, I'm sorry. That his yeah, thank you. Through that, his friends raised over more than twenty thousand dollars in a matter of three weeks. And I went in search of nonprofit organizations where more than ninety percent of the money raised went to the actual services and not to the CEOs. Right. And I came across Dare Dream Ranch and had an opportunity to go out there and meet the founder, and it's just an amazing place where veterans or their families can go to do equine therapy, beekeeping, gardening, wood carving, just anything that helps them to deal with PTSD or TBI or any effects of having served in the military and not getting help when you got out that you needed from our government. Awesome. Okay. Before we, before we had to cut out, how do we get a hold of you? Um, I am can be reached as tchollander at Gmail. Or um, you can also go to Dare to Dream Ranch and see um, the 401 Gives. Okay. And you can donate then. April 1st is the key date between 6 and 7 a.m. If we raise the funds that we need, we'll be matched up to $50,000. Okay. Thank you, Tanya. I appreciate you calling in. Okay. Thank you. You got it. Bye-bye. We'll be right back, folks, after the news. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll-free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Frank, you play great bump music. Okay, thanks. Welcome back. We got got to go to a quick call with uh, Mike Sparaza. Mike calling in about insurance at The Financial Guys. How are you, Mike? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. We're doing Mike. good. 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 I just want to, I'll be quick today for you guys. There's two stories. One was uh, this past week, shopped around for somebody, and we added an umbrella policy and, and increased coverages for him, saved him over $1,200 a year. That's a lot of money. 100 bucks a month. One, the other one's even better. This one you know, hits home a little bit because it really helps somebody in need. But we, we shopped around. They were with the same company about 45 years. We shopped everything out for him. Save them over seventeen hundred hours, and right now one of them's out of work, so that really went a long way for them. Yeah, uh, they they were thrilled to just have a little extra cash in their pocket here throughout the year. So that was a 
that was a good one. It felt good for everybody. $1,700 saving, and obviously, like I said, in a time of need for them. Yeah, that's there again. That's a lot of money every month. 45 years with one company. That's a that's a long time. You gotta yeah, you gotta update your insurance a lot more often than that. That's yep. for sure. We're just yep. shifting it around. That's right. Well, I know you gave us a helping hand, Mike. So how do we get how do they get a hold of you? Yep, give us a call at the office, either six three three one five one five or eight five five TFG Auto, or you can head to our website, www.tfghomeandauto.com. All right. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. You got it. Thanks. Bye. And uh, also, as a reminder for people, if you need to get a hold of the financial guys, you know who they are. They usually sit in these chairs. Uh, need any kind of investment advice, those guys do everything now. Get a hold of them at 833-FINGUYS, 833-F-I-N-G-U-I-S. Call their office. For any of your money needs, you can just throw it all at them. Yeah, just you like know? my old broker. So he yeah. always used to tell me he could make me a small fortune, but I had to start with a large one. Yeah. yeah. Boom, boom. <laughs> so uh, I just got it real quick. Uh, Mike, I want to plug uh, after the show today, if you're listening, go to the podcast. for. Uh, I'm on the podcast today. Mike Hayflick just kindly reminded right. me to plug that. So yeah. the after show for the financial guys from 3 o'clock till 4, I'm on there, uh, just FYI. And uh, we're going to really, really blow out uh, Andrew Cuomo and uh, what's going on in the state? Yeah, we got to talk a little bit more about that before we get too, we, before we get too carried away on, on, on <laughs> other things, because uh, because client number eight just exposed herself uh, yesterday. Oh my god, I, that doesn't matter. You can, I, I'm still you waiting for client eight, number nine. You know, and I think we were talking before. Tom Reed, a woman comes out, they're yeah. calling for his resignation. <laughs> Tom Reed's going to come out and say, "Hey, you know what? Get seven more, and then maybe we'll talk." Yeah. Get seven more. I agree with you. You know, the, Tom maybe, Reed. Have you ever met Tom Reed? Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, one of the nicest guys. We campaigned with him when Carl was running for governor in 2010. He looks like he's lost a lot of weight since since 2010. He looks good. As soon as I heard it, I went, wait a minute, Tom Reed was just talking about running for governor. Is that why this is all of a sudden coming out? Of course it is. You know, it's like, you've got to be kidding me. So they're going to pull this out on Tom Reed. But yet Cuomo's got eight running against him at this point, and he's not going anywhere. No, he's not going anywhere. Put it this way, he, he is single-handedly. If, you, if I'm a woman, number one, women, there should be a million women around that mansion. Once Agreed. you got to seven and eight, there should be, because right now he has totally destroyed the sexual harassment movement Me for too. women. Totally, what happened totally to me destroyed too? women's uh, uh, credibility. Yeah. Okay. Because what, what are you going to say? Eight. Okay. We're going to. We're going to. We want nine. I mean that. I put that on. <laughs> I remember when we had seven auctions. When we had right? five. I put that on my Facebook. The, the old Sabers chant. You know, one, two, three, four, five. We yeah. want six. <laughs> and everybody thought it was about the Sabers getting their sixth victory. And, I'm, and like two people actually realized it was about Cuomo. It. Yeah. And uh, what the guy's got eight. Give me a break. Give me a break. Exactly. I mean, I don't. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's it was, too laughable now because it's, it's, uh, he's destroying the credibility. He, the guy, as far as I'm concerned, has no credibility anymore. None. I mean, I'm sorry. I can't believe. Uh, well, the Democrats are staying with him in Albany. They're staying with him, Russ. They're, they're, they're buttoning up right behind him. They said they started a, an investigation and Crystal Peoples came out and, and was yep. poo pooing anyone who said it. 
We all know it's a sham. And in Albany, they do. They're trying to get through the budget. The bottom line is, and as you guys know, is they just put together a wish list. The mm-hmm. Democrats have their own wish list every year. But it's bipartisan. On top, on top, of, the, on top of the governor's budget, they put $8.2 billion more of money that they want. And that's all the wish list. The, the sad part is they're holding that over the governor's head. There's a, a huge... They're going into conference every day, and they're screaming at each other. They're all divided, and but that's a huge chunk. They, if this would have happened a month from now, the governor probably could be gone, but not with two weeks left in the budget. They all want their money. Forget, forget what the governor did. They don't care. It's about the money. $8.2 billion. Extra, on top, tax. And with, and with, to what, thir- with $30 billion in debt, and they want to raise $8.2 billion more. Well, they want to raise taxes, $6.2 Eight, I think some six over six billion. They want to raise taxes, well, that, but that's a, that's on top of the hundred billion they're getting from the federal government. That's right. That's on top. It's not enough. That yeah. hundred billion wasn't enough. And uh, you you don't feel that the cesspool in Albany is entitled to this money? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what's pork all about if we can't have pork? I mean, I don't understand it. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, you mean guys like Kennedy and that other guy from Buffalo? You mean those people vote for things like that? Well, <laughs> I don't understand it. Carol, what really got me in, uh, you know, I know Crystal, so Crystal Peoples, but she said the other day, and it really just stuck in my craw. I was throwing stuff at my computer. She she came out in a press and said, or in, on the on the floor and said, you know, when it was all done, we did great work today, and I love the fact that this was a bipartisan in nature, and we all, and I, I was sitting there going, there was nothing bipartisan about this. I was, I, I've never once in nine years asked what I would, my opinion on the budget, what I would like to do in the budget, would I like, would I, would they, would, would they, would I like $5 out of the budget right. for my district? Nothing. It's one-sided. The whole thing, the three men in a room is now one man in a room, but it's all dominated by Democrats, and New York City's getting it. And this Crystal's- is a joke. Chris is majority leader? Yeah, No, she's the floor leader. Floor leader. Majority floor leader, yes. Yeah, but she's a smart lady. She got yeah, through okay. grammar school, man. She she yeah. went all the way <laughs> She went all the way to high school, man. I, I, don't, I think she dropped out in high school, but, but she went all the way through grammar school. Think about how bright this woman is. Oh, my God. These are the people that serve us. These are the people that, that somehow get voted into office. And I don't understand why you guys have such a problem with these I, people. She's a nice lady. Huh? She, <laughs> she is if a you nice could, lady. If you could see the looks on these guys' faces. Uh, she's a nice lady. Sarcasm I'm just saying, just, you know. But that's the arrogance that you get when you control everything. Yeah, okay. No, I agree. You get you get so wrapped up in thinking that you own the world right. that everybody loves you. Oh, of course, this budget, the eight billion extra, was bipartisan, even though not one Republican voted for their amendment. So I I, I just I just don't get it. Was, did they did they talk to one Republican? No, no, no they, they didn't even do. talk. During, I figured during if March, had... March, we sit on our butts every day, four to five days a week, the whole month of March. Why they sit in the back room? They take a we we gavel in at say eleven in the morning, right? And they'll go to immediate recess, and then come back in three four hours, and then we do a couple bills and go home. Some some minor stuff, one house, just to make it look like we're working. But they you go guys in and, play they go cards in and talk about yeah. We sit out there and talk. You know, and Mickey God. used to join us because Mickey was never involved with the Democrats either. Right, but right. It, it's a joke. It's a complete joke, and people don't understand it. You know, they come back and, you know, I got name any of the Democrats around here, and they come back and say all this stuff they're doing. Well, that's great. You know, we sit on our hands because you guys are so corrupt and don't want to share the wealth. Um, you know, and they say, that's just politics. Give me a break. It's just politics. And this is why we need 
candidates to run for office. You know, there's a rumor out there that Sean Ryan actually had a day job at one time. Really? That he actually went to work for some private sector company. Aldi? That's just a rumor. I mean, you know, I mean, the fact he's been living on the public tent all these years is 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 probably uh, a misnomer. Did I see him doing the shopping carts at Tops? Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's just it's 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 a shame. It's a shame, but that's uh, just hold on to your wallets this year. It's going to be you know when when, when we raise the te- we I should say when uh, they when they when. when uh, Heasty and Stuart Cousins, the majority leader in the Senate, if you remember this a couple of months ago, when we're systematically, the budget is systematically now uh, in a deficit, perpetual deficit. So we're, right, we were right. four to six billion in debt going in on a regular year. Next year, we get back to normal. Next year, we're six to eight billion in debt going into budget season. Going into budget. Going, the year after, eight billion. Whatever happened to a balanced budget? No, no, no. But that's that, so that every time when uh, that press conference what floored me, I sat there and said, you got to be kidding me. They, they asked, the, the press was like, where are you going to cover? You had a billion last year and you raised taxes. Now you're four, six billion in the hole. What are you going to cut? What are you going to, how are you going to cut? And they, they both said, we're not cutting anything. We love our programs. We're not cutting them. We're going to find revenue, meaning right, so we love we can, all our welfare, but we're going to tax more. We're not, we're not cutting anything. So we can connect the dots for those people that don't really understand this. This is the first time in a long time that the Democratic party has controlled all three, uh, and for that matter, I say three, uh, of our parts of government. We have executive, we have legislative, and we have judicial. Yep. The judiciary has, for the most part, been appointed by Cuomo. Yep. All right. Uh, yep. They're all Democrats. The, the, uh, uh, the legislature, both the Senate and the, the Assembly, are Democrats. And obviously, we have big the big honcho. A Democrat, the megalomaniac, uh, Andrew Cuomo, leading all of them, and uh, in his bully-type government that that uh, he runs down in Albany, and it's so sad that there is no minority voice. I mean, what David is speaking here is is that there is no minority. He doesn't get to say anything. He doesn't get to put in his two cents about the budget and the things that should be included in the budget. This budget is being passed by a bunch of Democrats from, actually, the great majority of them from New York City. New York City, New York City yeah. And and this this perennially is is the problem with uh, mm. for upstate New York. You know, we have to deal with the New York City mentality, okay, to go in and steal everything you can for government, and lay the burdens on the taxpayers, okay, and we'll try to cloud it up as much as we can so they don't know what we're doing. That's the that's that's the disgusting part of it. We don't know it. Why don't we know it? We don't know what actually goes on behind the scenes because our press just gives us a very surface uh, opinion or uh, description of how a decision is made. They don't go into the room or demand to go into the room where these decisions are being caucused and made. Okay, they 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 get they get what's given to them. They they get the dog dog dish that's that's fed to them. And it's very unfortunate that we allow this to continue to happen. The press is what's choking us. The press, by not being responsive to even the minorities in, in, our, in our state. For I called Tom Precious the other day, and I said, you got to be kidding me with these, these Siena poll numbers. I said, did you look at the 
at the underlying questions. How do I get to see the underlying questions? And he said, oh, I'm going to send them to you. He never did. Okay. And how they arrived at those very high percentages of people who approved this Cuomo, approved this Cuomo government. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad when the press goes along with them. Maybe the press should have some term limits. Maybe guys like like uh, uh, Precious and uh, and others at the Buffalo News should be limited, okay, and, and we should get some fresh ideas at some point instead of getting people who just because they've been given access, right, I have nothing bad to say about a certain politician. Sienna Paul has been a corrupted poll for many, many years. Sienna Paul, when I ran for office, was coming out with – illegitimate polls, okay? It's how they ask the questions. It's how they make these assumptions, and mm-hmm. it's so sad. In, when you look at the internals of the polls, you find out how they're actually put together, and it's, it is really pretty disgusting. We, we sat down and read polls back in 2010. I know that you do it a lot more, but when we, when we looked at the internals of the polls, that's where you find the truth out, which never gets out to the public, never gets out to the public. Well, we got to take we got to take one more quick break and we get back we're going to hit the hit the phone lines so we'll be right back after this short break You're listening to the Financial Guys Radio Network with guest hosts Carl Palladino and Russ Thompson. Need your weekly Glenn and Mike fix? Check out their podcast available on all streaming platforms and YouTube. New episodes are released every single week. Now, here's Carl Palladino and Russ Thompson. And David DiPietro. <laughs> well, we got to have her add David DiPietro because I can't remember the last time it was just me and me and Carl. It's been the three of us for the longest time now. Yeah. 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 So, well, once we get talking, you know. <laughs> you know what? It's too much fun. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, we, we think a lot alike, so we feed off of each other. But let's go to the phones real quick. Uh, Frank and Holland. Frank has been on a hold for quite a while. Frank, I think I know who you are. Hey, Frank. <laughs> Western New York's MVPs, most valuable patriots, the three musketeers. Oh, come on, stop. Aladino, Russ Thompson, and David DiPietro. Wow. I've got two questions for you. All right. Financially, kind of both involved. Right now, the IT-214 is a tax break for seniors and renters, and it hasn't had its its eligibility guidelines updated in over 30 years. Is that a state? That's a state, and it's uh, handled by the legislature, and they make the rules for the taxation thing, and they haven't addressed this in over 30 years it's 18 and 85. You make 18,000 a year, you have an $85,000 home. Anything above that you don't qualify and that hasn't been updated for cost of living increases and income creep in over 30 years. Do you think with everything being flooded into New York now from Biden for Cuomo that they might take the chance to actually, you know, give a damn about seniors and You would think doing that? You would think well no, he's too busy putting them in uh Senior care facilities or graves and, or graves, yeah, yeah, fifteen thousand in graves now. But Frank, Frank, let me say something before you jump on. A lot of people don't know that Frank has been behind the Save Our Seniors thing. 
he put together uh, on Sundays. They were going out doing Christmas caroling at a bunch of different uh, senior care facilities because they've been locked down. And then you started doing, what was it, last week you were doing 1950s music or something where the music was dubbed in and people were dressed up and dancing outside the windows and, and singing along with the music? Well, I'm just a member of the group. It's been actually formed by a couple other people, Greg and uh, a couple other people. But you guys are doing great. I mean, the, the now what, one picture that ripped my heart out was the one guy's hand sticking out the window because he just wanted human touch. You know, and that and that picture alone went went viral across the country. Mm-hmm. You know, it just really yeah. portrayed how the senior citizens locked up in their rooms, you know, in these senior care facilities, how much they are craving human contact. And it just it ripped my heart out when I saw that picture. It was during during Christmas when Christmas caroling was going on. It's just an amazing picture. The group is still doing the the singing events. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're catering it to the residents' age groups with the fifties music, and they're doing an amazing job. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I encourage anybody to look them up on Facebook. Yeah. Save our seniors. Save our seniors. Seven one six. Yes. Now, that leads me to the second thing that you just yeah. brought up. Seniors being in lockdown, it's harder to visit them than it is uh, visit a prisoner, uh, a, a, an inmate in prison. You know, and, and it's all Cuomo making every single one of those decisions. It's all Cuomo. I actually heard, I still have open on my computer, finally, somebody that's in charge in senior care facilities down at Staten Island is finally going in front of the media, going on record, calling Cuomo out. Finally. What? They, what? Were, they were looking at getting closed up and heavily, heavily fined if they didn't abide by Cuomo, if they didn't abide exactly by what Cuomo's saying. Nobody else, strictly Cuomo. Same thing with the hospitals. Yeah, and, and, and Frank, as you know, I think I told you, but I'll tell all your listeners, I've talked to, there were two Big nursing home facilities in West New York who called me and said, if they come out, they said they want to open up. We want to have our seniors visit. We yeah. can do it safely. We've got the PPP or the PPE, whatever. We've got the, the stuff they can use. We can do all sorts of things. They said, we've been threatened by the governor's office. His yeah. minions have called us. If we step out of line, they're going to find us or try and shut us down. And this is direct quotes from administrators of two of the biggest senior uh, nursing facilities in Erie County, and uh, they're they're just scared. They said, "What are we going to do We're, if we step out? He's going to he's going to come after us, and they're going to try and shut us down." Uh, the huge fines they couldn't yeah. be, they couldn't this pay guy, the fines. This dictatorship, and uh, and and all those who thought, any all those listening who thought that we took away the governor's uh, powers. Uh, how how are you how are you feeling today? How do you feel? You got duped by the Democrats. Okay, and uh, and I want to make that real clear. Okay, that was the Democrats that did this. They had complete control, and they still do. The Democrats and Albany still have complete control. The governor, they did not. They said we took away his powers. No, you didn't. What you did was you took away the the ability last week or two weeks ago that his powers were supposed to sunset, which means they were done, and that was it. And what did they do? They told they they took it away so that he has them unlimited. He's going to have these powers, folks, until either he resigns or until his election in two years. And the Democrats did that because he threatened them with the budget and all their pork and power. And they they like their money more than they like you. Well, I was just told that uh, 
The guy that took that picture was Joe Palladino. I didn't, Carl's brother. I didn't know that Joe took that picture. Thank you, Joe. That was incredible. You know, it's one of the, like I said, it was one of the best pictures, and it really, it really set the tone of exactly what was going on. But go ahead, Frank, because we're coming up on a news break. Yeah. Well, Carl, I got a question for Carl. I mean, he's I'm, sleeping, so hold on. No, I'm, wake him up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, in regards to this bill that's on his desk that the Senate and the Assembly have already passed. The 614B, which allows for residents to be visited by compassionate care visitors and regular visitors immediately, why hasn't Cuomo signed it? It's been a number of days on his desk now, and you would think under all the the onslaught that he's taking that he would sign this bill and allow visitation to nursing homes. It's been over a year, and he could do this right now. I mean, he does press conferences any time of the day, any day of the week. 614B. Wait, is it because he's trying to... Uh, Frank, send me, send me that information. Frank, Frank, Frank you're, you're talking about a person who has mental infirmities, okay? Yeah, he doesn't have the ability, okay, to comprehend what others are saying. It's his way or the highway. He's a megalomaniac. He surrounded himself with a bunch of good-looking women, okay? And, and that's the only side interest he has other than governing and micromanaging the lives of the people of the state of New York. Yeah. He is way off the reservation. It's sad when we got to have a governor come out and say, we have to dance in a zone, okay? We, we have to stay in our zone when we're dancing, all right? I mean, I don't know how you dance, but I dance all over the place. It's not, it's not pretty either. But, <laughs> no, but it's, it's not pretty. But it's, uh, it, it's, it's disgusting <laughs> that this man thinks he could so micromanage us. It's all right to sit at a table with four people breathing toward the center, at least a foot and a half from each other. But God forbid if you stand within three feet of somebody else. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's, you know. What's the difference between 10 o'clock at night and 11 o'clock at night and 12 o'clock at night? Does cool. the COVID come out into the middle of the streets? COVID and comes out at 10. people? 1001 I mean, COVID it hits It doesn't the make any, none of this shit makes any sense. It's just disgusting. And, and the fact that he gets away with it and the press lets him get away with it without challenge is disgusting. And people... I mean, if this is setting a precedent for the people where the people are actually dumbed down even further than they are today, it's so sad for our kids and our grandchildren. You know, there's no leadership, nowhere. There's, there's, no, there's no county executives and mayors saying, what's going on? There's yeah. no prosecutors, dis, district attorneys. There's 62 of them in the state. There's four U.S. attorneys in this state. Why aren't they doing something about this? There's an FBI, all right? At some point, somebody's got to look a little bit behind the curtains and see what his true motivation is. Why did he want to put all his restaurants out of business in New York City? All right. On that note, we've got to go to a, go to a quick news break. And we'll, we'll be right back. We're going to talk more about Cuomo. Thank you.
The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. Open the curtain, please. We are introducing New York State clean hand sanitizer made conveniently by the state of New York. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. This is a superior product to products now on the market. Purell, competitor, New York State clean. It has a very nice floral bouquet, little I detected, lilac, hydrangea, tulips, what is it? Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Thank you for coming back. Russ Thompson, Carl Palladino, David DiPietro, sitting in for the financial guys. And that hand, that hand cleaner is, first of all, it's not made in New York. It's not made in New York by inmates. Do you know what I use it for? You gave me a gallon of it. Yeah. I use it as a degreaser. I wash my hands. Yeah. And it, ta- it takes yeah. grease off pretty good. It does. But actually. that's about all I will use it for. I've actually used it to wipe down steel, you know, because you're getting ready to paint steel, so you got to wipe it down with thinner. I actually use it for that. <laughs> and it's got a nasty smell. I don't care if Cuomo says it's got a good smell. It's got a nasty smell to right. it. If anybody wants some, Russ, I have about 40 gallons. Do you? And about, yeah, I get it for free in Albany. So I give it out to my, everywhere I keep it in my truck. I stop at small businesses all the time and I get the little, you give it the to little couple ounce spray bottles. Yeah. And I've got about 500 of those. So if anybody wants it, just text me, go on my Facebook, ask, well, I'll drive it out wherever, you know, take, I'll get bring a it to my shop. A pump, I'll, pump I'll have spray, a and the degreasing ones, tank. I'll drop off a bunch, whatever you want. I get I'll it for, use it for a degreasing yeah, tank. I, I go up, when I go to Albany every week, I, <laughs> I just, the one last week, I stopped there and just, you know, fill up my truck because they've got a big warehouse and we get it for Wait, our constituents. Is that right? Yeah. They get a yeah. warehouse full of it. They do. It's, it's huge. It's a warehouse just full of this stuff. Oh my up. God, this is incredible. But anyway, so. Uh, Russ Thompson, Carl Palladino, David <laughs> DiPietro, uh, for the financial guys. If you need uh, the financial guys for any of your insurance and health care, and I can't even keep track of everything these guys are doing anymore, that office is huge. I went up the, into their new office. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful. And if you need the financial guys, give them a call, 833-FIN-GUYS, 833-F-I-N-G-U-Y-S. Um, while we're on Cuomo real quick, I do want to give props to Paul Cambria and Robbie De Niro, mm-hmm. the stuff that those guys have been able to accomplish with the restaurants and the health clubs has just been phenomenal. And I think we we need to keep some lawsuits going. We really do, because I think in, in a lot of ways, that's the only way we're winning. That's the only way. The, yeah, the, the rallies aren't way. doing anything. Cuomo, the only thing yeah. they... The, 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 the only, thing that they listen to in albany is a lawsuit yeah and we dave and i were talking um during the break about some of the schools coming out and and going you know the school districts themselves going after the county because cuomo passes it off the counties can do whatever they want but yet they get a threat of losing funding if they try to do something Mm -hmm. so why don't we get more schools have got to get involved in suing cuomo in the counties 
to be able to open up their schools. These kids need to go back to school. There's no question about it. I've had horror stories, people sending me messages on Facebook, these retired people, a grandmother, grandfather mm-hmm. retired, trying to educate their children at home on their little laptop computers. Then I heard something about some kind of a virus where they were, they were trying to tell people you've got to eliminate this program and then upload this program because there's a virus in the school. People don't know how to do this stuff. No, no. I mean, come on. It, this is just mm-hmm. failure. It's outright failure in the education of our children, and it has to stop. I saw homeschooling has just gone through the roof. They're fed up with all this stuff with the education, so now they got more and more homeschooling going on. It's up like 47%. People that say we're not going to send our kids back to school, we're going to homeschool. they got classes going on, regular classes. Kids are actually getting an education. So, you know... This has got to, This is something that's got to be done. New York City be a, done. New York City is a dumpster fire. Oh, I agree. And that's where everything cent- centers around. Okay. How many because people have left New York City now? Over a million. Over a million. Yeah, huge. It's the biggest out migration in the country. Is out of New York. Florida now is out of New York City. Florida is gaining one thousand new residents a day. <gasps> a day. A day. A day. Oh my God! From New I York. Didn't realize that. Okay. Not other states. Just New York. The housing market in Florida is going through the roof. I know moving companies have sprouted up all over New York City. Yep. And they're going to be doing very well for yeah. one, a thousand people a day in Florida. Yeah. So I tell people, Holy look, crap. look, get these schools open. You yep. want to start, get this, get it, get back to normal as quick as possible. I think as the weather, this week, the weather is going to break. Yeah. Everyone right now is, has bunkered down because it's still technically we've been in winter mode. It's been cold. Right. And I know, but in Western New York, when this, in New York State, when this weather breaks... Okay, all it's this 49 it's been a, out it, there right now. It's been a, a year plus. Yeah. And people are going to start saying enough's enough. Yeah. And it's going to get ugly. I remember a year ago at this time, a week before St. Patrick's Day, um, we were all we, all the kids and everybody were over the house and we were all talking about, well, we're going to go into shutdown. Fifteen days to flatten the curve. Here we are still all locked down. Businesses going out of business yep. everywhere. The economy in West New York itself is just absolutely trashed. Florida, wide open. You can do whatever you want to do in Florida. DeSantis is just an incredible governor. And then you got Florida and New York. I mean, California and New York. California, over 2 million signatures to get rid of uh, uh, Newsom. They're going to hit 3 million uh, before this is all said and done. It's it's a groundswell now. Yeah, and now now Newsom is so afraid of what's going on. He's, he's He's sending out threats now. You can't get rid of me. You can't. You may be gone pretty soon, uh, Newsom. So I, I, I just wish we had that ability in New York. We have no recall. <laughs> we have no impeaching. They I mean, took that away yeah. decades ago, Russ. The they politicians are so, took they that are so all in out. A, a self-protected bubble. It's not funny, you know. And it, and it, everybody blames everybody else. It's a blame game. It's just all completely game. There again, why we need people to run for office at every single level. Yep. This year you got your county races. Okay, Lynn Dixon is running for controller. I don't know who else is running anywhere. I know the whole Erie County legislature is up. Right. And we need people. Niagara County, Niagara County legislature is up. I know um, uh, Kevin Elyong, he's uh, Kevin in Pendleton. He's running for uh, Niagara County legislature. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody else that is. If somebody else is, get a hold of me. Let us help you some way. Because school boards, you got to run. 
County legislature, you got to run. You got to mm-hmm. run for your town boards. You got to get involved. Been doing this stuff for over 20 years, 25 years we've been doing this. Yep. And that's always been one of our themes. Like I said, get people Russ, to run for office. I think that I think NYSET as a union, not not the teachers. Yeah. But the the leadership oh, yeah, is making a the huge mistake yeah. by uh, opposing opening up the schools. I think that's going to backfire on them. Okay, and I really, yeah. I really do. I, I'm hearing it. The groundswell from the parents, from the teachers that want to open up, the teachers that are calling me and saying, "Dave, I don't agree with the union. I want to teach. I want to get back into class." Um, it's a groundswell, and I think, like I said, if uh, with CDC coming out, I'll give it two to three weeks. And uh, it, it, I'm telling you, they're gonna, there's, there's already, like I said, so many school districts where parents are putting slates together to take over their school board. And they're going to win. And they're going to win. Good. So, I hope they do. Because, so, uh, you know, for, for all the times that you always hear, it's about the children. This right. really is about the children. Sure it is. You know, and we, we got to make it happen. And uh, I know Dave came walking in the studio with a bunch of buttons that said, don't blame me, I voted for Palladino, which I, I loved. I haven't seen them since, uh, I haven't seen those buttons since, what, 2012, something like that. So on line three, we have um, we have Dory calling in that loves Carl. Hi, Dory. Hi. Hi, Dory. Hi, Dory. Hi, Carl. Hi, Dave. I want to correct something that Frank said. I love Frank, but he's saying 15,000 people died in nursing homes. No, I did. Oh, okay. Correct me, Dory, please. Okay, I'm correcting you because those are the COVID deaths with right. the COVID virus. There's another 10,000, and one of those 10,000 was my mother who starved to death in oh, a nursing no. home. Okay. Yeah. It's tragic. Locally? Yeah, East Aurora. <sighs> Um, a local oh. home, one of the biggest ones in western New York. They locked me out. They locked her out. Didn't just lock me out. They locked out her personal doctor, a New York State licensed physician, physician. My God. Dr. John Carlone. They locked him out. They wouldn't let him in. And she was his patient. She'd been his patient for 15 months. And they wouldn't even let the doctor in. No. Nope. And he had been caring for her in the facility for 15 months. <sighs> And taking care of her. He put her in that facility, okay, and he's licensed. And he also treated staff members, and he also took care of another doctor in there for three months, okay? They let him come in. They let him work. They didn't pay him, but he didn't ask to be paid. He worked for free for 15 months for that facility, you know, taking care of my mother, taking care of the other doctor that was in hospice, and he, like I said, he also treated some of the staff. He still treats some of the staff. Of course, they won't like to hear that. Right. But if you add the people that starved to death, like my mother, it, it's another 10,000. My God, that's horrible. Friend Joanne, who lives in Rochester, lost her father. He was a war hero. He fought for our country, served our country for 33 years. He couldn't fight anymore. He guarded President Truman. Yeah. And saved him in an assassination attempt. And, and this was local, too. Yeah, this is Rochester. Rochester. His name was George Thomas. My God, I'm sorry. Excuse me, her, her last name is Thomas. George Miles. George Miles Sr., he died in Rochester. Um, his funeral is Monday, and I'm hoping that every local politician goes to the, the, um, the wake and then follows the casket back to Corfu for burial. Wow. He deserves a great honor. I mean, he served our country for 33 years. 
He saved the life of our president. How long ago did he die? Pardon? Just recently. Just recently yeah, he died? Last week. And failure to thrive. Failure to thrive. That's the new, uh, that's the one that's... Well, that's what they said my mother had was failure to thrive. But I, I guess if you don't eat for two weeks and don't drink anything, then your kidneys do fail and you do die. Yeah, it happens. Me, okay, they called, actually, they called John and I on a Friday morning and they said, come fast. And I went in there and I could barely recognize her. She was thin. She was mottled. She was gasping for every single breath she took. My God. It was horrific. Right. I sat there and held her hand until she died and told her how sorry I was that I had trusted those people because, obviously, I, I don't blame them 100% because they don't have the staffing. Right. But if they couldn't care for her properly, tell me I would have taken her home. Right. Uh, or let Dr. Carlone come in like they did for 15 months. You know, and I know there's so probably thousands and thousands of stories just like this right. that, really need to, that really need to get out there. Neglect. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I've been saying those words for a year now because she died on March 27th. It took her two weeks to starve to death. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they tried to tell me, oh, it was her time. And no, I, I don't want to hear it. I well, you know what? It. If Carl Palladino had been my governor, my mother would still be here. Oh, Amen. I agree. I agree. I mean, Carl never would have done that. And I also want to say that I believe all this sexual stuff with Governor Cuomo and his sex life is just a deterrent to make people forget about what he did in the nursing I agree. And that's why I keep on trying to drive the point home. Where I'm in, I'm in all these different forums, and I keep on talking about, you know what? All the sex allegations that are going against Cuomo are completely minute compared to what he's done to the senior citizens in this state. You know what he has as a weapon? It's an organization called the New York State Department of Health. Oh, yeah. And if you file a complaint, you know what the result is? It comes back, no proof, no proof, yeah. no proof, because they don't look for it. A bunch of henchmen. Except yeah. with Dr. Cologne. They labeled him non-essential. So... If he's non-essential, then I guess it wasn't essential to save my mother's life. My God. And, you know, I had people telling me, oh, get a lawyer, get a lawyer, get a lawyer. Well, after the Washington Post wrote a story about all of this, the Washington Post said to me in writing, you should get a lawyer and you should get the best lawyer in New York State. And that, in their opinion, is Brown Chiari, which I thought was kind of amazing. Well, Dory, do me a favor. I, we gotta we gotta go to a break. Okay. Get a hold of me. You you're friends with Dave. You're friends with Carl. Okay. Get a get a hold of me somehow, okay, and well, uh, let me see if I can help out there. Now, because he just sent me a picture of Carl and okay. with Dave with all his buttons. I love all right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Dory, and I'm really sorry. Oh, I do, hope hopefully we can help uh, somewhere. It's twenty five thousand. Twenty-five. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start going with that number. Yeah. Tell me died. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dory. Thanks, Take care. Dory. God bless. Good to hear from you. Love you. All right. On that note, we got to go to a quick break. Can we get back? We'll rip in a Cuomo some more. There's nobody deserves it more. It's too easy. It's too easy. It's too easy. We got low-hanging fruit. <laughs> it's low. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to the Financial Guys Radio Network with guest hosts Carl Palladino and Russ Thompson. Need your weekly Glenn and Mike fix? Check out their podcast, available on all streaming platforms and YouTube. New episodes are released every single week. Now, here's Carl Palladino and Russ Thompson. 
and David DiPietro, who's got to make a plug right now. Yeah, if you're, after the show, 3 o'clock, 3.15, Facebook Live, the financial guys, the after show, they do an after show every Saturday from 3 to 4. I'm on the after show, and uh, you'll hear a lot of truth about the budget, about the governor, about the corruption, and about everything that's going on in Albany right now as the one party dictates everything to you and how your taxes and how your way of life is getting turned upside down right now from one-party rule. So if you have an opportunity after the show at 3 o'clock, you didn't get enough of this show, go to the Financial Guys, the After Hours, the After Hours show for the Financial Guys. Just tune them in, Facebook Live, uh, and check them out. I know they've been trying to beef up their audience on Facebook because I still outnumber them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Lomas says, he goes, we don't have half the followers that Thompson has. Uh, I got almost 5,000, and I, I add a few every once in a while, and yeah. then I delete a few. And, you know, the, the leftists come in. They always expose themselves one way or the other. But I check it. I try to check everybody's profile. I get attacked all the time, all, all mm-hmm. the freaking time. And it, it, it's just funny. I just laugh at them. I win. I win. You haven't won anything. Yeah, I have. You got nothing. You got nothing. All you can do is attack me personally. So I won. Bye, block. You know, mm-hmm. you're gone. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even care anymore. You know, you get to that point in life where you just say, I don't care. I'm there. I just turned 65. I don't care. You know, say whatever you want to say. What are you going to do to me? You want to come to my house? You're welcome. You know? Oh, real quickly, um, January 6th. We had that whole event in Washington, D.C. Right. All right. Joel got two busloads of people that went down to D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went over and they saw President Trump speaking. All right. I watched everything live on the computer. I, di- I didn't go. I would never be able to, with my wonderful back as it is now, walking is not, a, a, not an easy task anymore. So I stayed home. But Joel went down there with over 100 people. And they said it was one of the most, one of the best experiences of their life. They went over and they saw President Trump speaking. And then he, his speech went well over one o'clock, which is where the, when the attack on the, on the Capitol building actually started. When they started uh, showing these videos live, I did not know where Jewel and all the people were. So as I'm watching, I'm texting Jewel saying, where are you? Where are you? Well, she had no phone reception at all down there. They had, they went from, I forget exact, Eclipse. They went from the Eclipse and they had to walk all the way over to the Capitol building. And they, all of the stuff that was going on started before Trump even ended his speech. The breaking into the Capitol building, the smashing of the windows, all going on while Trump supporters are still up at the Ellipse. By the time they get down to the Capitol building, the people had already gotten in. They were out in front of the Capitol building. They were in prayer. They were singing. Mm-hmm. All right. So Joel's on her way back. They had no idea what was going on. Joel at one point got hit with some either some pepper spray or overspray from tear gas or something. And it was just overspray coming in and basically got a little bit hit in the eye. She, t- she told me, I got hit with pepper spray. I went, are you all right? Of course, I'm thinking that she's getting sprayed in the face with this stuff. But she's nowhere near what's going on. All right? They're out in front of the building. So finally, she gets a hold of me, and takes a, and they take a picture of where she is. Well, from the picture that she sent me, she was nowhere near what was going on. 
So now they're coming back. By the time everything really got all hyped up and everything, where the police were getting involved, they were walking back to the buses and were on the bus and were leaving at 5 o'clock. And all this stuff is still going on on live television. Bob McCarthy from the Buffalo News gets a hold of her. One of the reporters from Spectrum gets, gets a hold of her, wants to report. Well, they write this completely biased report. Now all of a sudden, Jewel is in the middle, and, and everybody that went down on the buses, they're in the middle of everything that went on. Jewel is now declared a, a domestic terrorist, which is the furthest thing from the truth. Until she finally got home, all right, she got home at about 3 o'clock in the morning. The next day, I started showing her live videos of what I was actually watching. She had no idea this stuff was even going on. So now comes in all the death threats. We're getting threats on Messenger and all this stuff. And it, it finally got to the point, well, the hell with it. We're going to get hold of law enforcement. So we got a, a jewel went down, and we, we contacted the Erie County Sheriff's local police department, state police. None of them could do anything about it. Somebody got a hold of the FBI. The FBI got a hold of us. They walked up and knocked on our door at about 6 o'clock on a Friday night. They were there to find out what happened with the death threats, where they were coming from. They gave screenshots and everything so they could track some of these people down. And they did, from what I understand. I can't say who or anything, but Jules' group and most of the people that went down from West New York had nothing at all to do with what the violence that went on at the Capitol building. I want to recap a little teeny bit when I get when we get back from the break, but we'll, we'll be right back, folks. Forget the extremists. It's simple. No one hunts with an assault rifle. No one needs 10 bullets to kill a deer. You're listening to The Financial Guys, Len Wiggle and Mike Lomas. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free at 800-616-WBEN and cell calls are free at star 930. Okay, we're back. So real quickly, just let me let me finish up on this. Uh, the FBI came to our house and they wanted to know what was going on. We had a we had a great conversation. The FBI people people don't realize the FBI, the Secret Service, all of these people in in Buffalo already know who we are. They already know who we are. When Carl, when you had Rick Perry come in and Newt Gingrich come in and these different people that came and spoke down to the Ellicott Square building, I was on the stage. I, I basically stood guard on the bottom of the stage and introduced some of these people. And who were there? FBI, Secret Service. They all know who we are, all right? So when they came to our house, they already knew who they were going to see. And they came in. The first thing I told them to do is take off your masks. Really? Yeah. We don't do masks in this house. Take off your mask. <laughs> Boom. Mask comes right off. We sat there. There was two, two guys. And we sat there and talked for two and a half hours. Okay, probably an hour, hour, 15 minutes into it, they actually asked about what was going on at the Capitol building. So Joel told the whole story. This is what we did. This is where we met. This is when we left. This is what we did. Boom, 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 boom. So we started talking. We talked about uh, the Trump rally that we had. Talked about the, they thanked us for the support for all the police with the support, the blue rallies right. that we had. And the whole time, and the guy said, well, 
Both of them. Basically, we shook hands as they walked in. Yes, we shook hands. I know it's not, you know, it's supposed to do it. We shook hands as they walked out the door. So that was on a Friday night. Saturday, Sunday, some more threats were coming in. Then I found out a place that we used to live, okay? This woman was getting letters stuck, dropped off at her mailbox. I said, that's it. I'm calling the FBI again. I called the FBI. An hour later on, this guy, Ralph, from the FBI called me up. On his, he called me on the cell phone. We talked for another 15, 20 minutes. I sent him screenshots of stuff. He said, any more problems, this is my cell phone. Text him to me, get a hold of me. Two days later, he calls me up. He goes, how's everything going? I said, everything's going great. I haven't heard anything. He goes, good. I, I thought it would die down. And I says, what are you doing calling me at 930 at night? He said, well, I got the night shift. I said, well, if you get bored, come by for a cup of coffee, all right? <laughs> Everybody thinks you got visited by the FBI. Oh, my God. Everybody's saying Jewel's going to go to jail. It's like, what? What are you talking about? So, you know, for all these people that are out there trying to accuse the, the hundred and something people that went down from West New York, sure, you had a couple of morons, and I'll say it point blank, a couple of morons burning up media equipment and stuff like that, completely uncalled for. They've got other people in trouble in West New York. Nobody else was involved in the violence, but yet over 100 Antifa people were killed. I mean, were arrested. The, the, the couple of people that got killed... The the cop, Sidewick, he got hit in the head with a fire extinguisher, went home. He didn't die from getting beaten by a fire extinguisher like we were being accused of. You beat a cop to death with a fire. Really, watch the video, will you? And then the girl that got, that got shot was shot by a, by a, a D.C. cop, I believe, or a guard mm-hmm. was shot. Yeah, it wasn't. A, that was uncalled the, for. It was why, completely why uncalled that, why for. Why is that so covered up? It's a good question. Because it doesn't fit the narrative it, to bring out the truth. Yeah, it doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah. It really doesn't. And you watch that video, and what you see in the video is, because I've seen every single angle I could find, there was nothing like what they're describing in the media. No. Nothing. But You know, but a big again, deal, Ross, some they, guy went in and put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. <gasps> oh, the horrors. Well, they you don't, know, they don't show on. you the videos when Washington was burning over the summer. Exactly. When Portland and Oregon, oh, Portland and Seattle were burning over the summer and all these Where other, all the politicians all the cities. were advocating and, violence. Yeah, uh, you had uh, the snowflakes carrying on all over the place. And I got I got a couple death threats. Uh, I, I had people call my office after the Washington said, if, if DiPietro was there, we're coming down to his office. We're coming down there. I want to know if he was down there. And, my, and Vanessa, who works for me, would say, no, he wasn't. Actually, he was in Albany. Uh, doing the people's work, um, you know, there's videos and pictures. Of, well, if he was down in down in Washington, no, he was in Albany. I'm telling yeah. you, no. Well, and they kept calling. It's like I, we're trying to tell you where I was. Okay. Yeah, they don't want to hear what you're saying. They don't want to hear it. No. Nope. And uh, and it really ticks off the snowflakes. And I think we got a little something for those people that uh, boy, they just they just get all. This is this is a good bump bump music. Hey, 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 Carl, stop dancing. No dancing. That's a good song. It's yeah, a perfect yeah. song for them. Yeah. So they needless just, they just to say, over everything. Yeah. They, you know, they, but you can't tell them the truth. They don't want to hear that. It doesn't if no. it doesn't fit their narrative? 
they don't want to hear it. And that's we deal with that all the time. That's, yeah. that's, that's Albany to a T right there. Whatever we say, we're portrayed as saying the opposite. And then when mm. you actually play something back, almost like Cuomo when when Biden said, well, if it's true, then maybe he should resign. And Cuomo came right out and said, he didn't say that. Yes, he did. Did you listen to what Biden had to say? I know he stutters over words and stuff, but that was pretty clear what he said about Cuomo. Mm-hmm. And, and going back to Cuomo, I think we need to go to John up in Rochester. John, you've been holding for a while. How the heck are you? Hey, I've been under, getting entertained by you guys. It's a lot of a lot of fun. But, well, thanks. That's a compliment I'll take from you. <laughs> but but serious. But seriously, you bring up this Washington uh, January sixth deal. It's unbelievable. The media. Well, number one, there's a it's a blackout on what really happened, and and the fact is, the the election fraud that happened. I don't know yep. about you guys, but I watched uh, the uh, state legislative hearings. In Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Yep. There's about 25 total hours on on the you know it's on the internet, and I'm telling you guys, every American should watch this because I was shocked. Did you watch the video by uh, Mike Lindell of the um, the pillow guy? Did you watch his video? Yes, I did. I mean, come on. All you got to do is watch that and the electronics and everything and the spike in numbers that came in. I'm sorry. They say this. You know, did you know that I'm listed on the National Voter Fraud um, data book? I'm listed. I, I voter fraud. Even though it says I was acquitted, you know, that I was not guilty. I'm still on the National Register. Somebody sent it to me. But I, I didn't watch everything that you watched. But they're actually doing forensic audits now mm-hmm. in some of these states, which nobody's covering. Why is nobody covering it? Well, well, you know the real the, you, you you got the heart of the problem right now. The media is blacked it out. Yeah, and I'm I'm telling you, all you guys, uh, Mike Lindell's uh, video only scratched the surface. Yeah, I agree. Watch watch the 25 hours that I did. I did over like a three week period. I'm telling you guys, if the American public saw this. They would be outraged. They would. There would have been a real insurrection going on on January sixth. It's unbelievable. The media will never, never uh, tell you that. And let me tell you this, John. Uh, uh, after that election, uh, when I went in January, I made an inquiry about because we have a, a percentage of Dominion machines in New York yeah. State, forty yeah. percent or something. Yeah, like not that. everywhere. Uh, and uh, I, I said, what would be the uh, process to get those checked? Just like you know, run the software, yeah. And what yeah. would be the process? And I got laughed at. I got laughed right out of Albany. Did they you really? Yeah, they'll nev- yeah, they never, never told me, you're never going to check those machines, especially the ones in New York City. They said, go get an attorney, get a million bucks and file a lawsuit, and that's about what See? it's going to take to get anything because they don't want you checking them, and they, will, they put up roadblocks to everything we did in Albany. Our conference actually tried to uh, put some uh, resolutions through to check things, check voters, and... No, nothing. Not a thing. Not even. Not even heard. We're in the minority. Sit down. Shut up. Uh, nothing's ever coming to the floor. So it's a. Uh, um, we know that there's corruption all over in New York State. New York City is a cesspool. It's a dumpster fire right now. It's a bad tire fire. Uh, the, during on the elections, we. I mean, this is going go back years. There's videos. They get on the bus in certain spots in New York City and in the suburbs of Queens, the Brooklyn, the Bronx. 
They get on the bus, they give them an ID, they give them 20 bucks or whatever kind and of money. And they go in and vote. And they give an ID, they go, here's, I'm, I'm Joe Smith, they go in, they get back on the bus, here's your new ID, another voting precinct, go in, here's your vote, and they take them around. I mean, this, and I'm not talking 20, 30 people, I'm talking thousands. You can, there's videos of this stuff. And uh, the voter, the voter it's, so, it's so rampant down there. Uh, but, you know, that old adage, you know, we cheated fair and square, you know, so... Uh, you just—it's it, the media will not help you. Yeah, the you media, didn't cheat enough to beat us. Yep, the media doesn't care, and uh, until you get the media, at least to try to put some pressure in different places. That's why Cuomo's not going anywhere. People got to wake up. I'll be shocked, and I'll eat my words if Cuomo's out of there tomorrow or the next day, because I just don't see it. He didn't do it with seven. He's not going to do it with eight, and it's—it's—it's. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's out of control. So we're not gonna we're not disagreeing with you at all, John. No, I agree with you, John. But we just don't have. Um, uh, we're 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 in the most perilous times right now. And uh, if we don't get our elections under control to get yeah. some security in our elections, we'll never have an on, another honest election again. Hey, oh, that's just it. You know, yeah. why would you vote? Yeah. Okay. This John. Is, this is. Uh, I've been going back and forth with. I've had a war of words with dozens of uh, reporters, national and local, like in the De- Democratic crowd here in Rochester, the Buffalo News in, in Buffalo. Although i got to say, the Buffalo reporters locally are a lot better than the Rochester reporters. But, the, but Buffalo's got the Washington Post and New York Times that do their nationals, and they're, they're, they're corrupt. But, but i got, I got to tell you, they, they're in denial. They're calling this voter fraud thing a lie, blah, yeah. blah. It's unbelievable to me that uh, these this type of corruption to me. We've got an NPR station here in Rochester called uh, WXXI. Same type of thing. Leftist propaganda. Yeah. They are completely corrupt. And how many hundreds of millions of dollars do they get from the federal government every year? Uh, it, it's significant, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all across the country. National, uh, National Public Radio gets billions. That's right. Thanks, John. See you, guys. Keep up the Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, no, John's absolutely right. I mean, I don't know how we will ever be able to have uh, um, secure elections again. And you're hearing it everywhere. You know, why Why bother to vote? Why vote? Why bother to vote? And if you look at some of the elections that we've been watching closely over the past 10, let's, let's go 11 years. Why does it always seem like it breaks down 70-30, 60-40, almost, almost in sync? All these different elections that you watch, when they lose, it's 70-30, 60-40, and it's almost pinpoint that every single time, mm-hmm. especially when you get out in the, in, the, in the big cities. You know, New York City, I never realized. I knew there was fraud in New York City. You and I have discussed it before. But oh, to they that talk extent, about it openly on the sickening. floor in Albany. I talk to people who live down there, and they tell me the stories, and I just my hair goes back. I'm like, I can't believe you. And they just laugh about it. Oh yeah, they got down to a science down there. It's, it's, it's. Uh, you know, if 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 you're trying to challenge one of the incumbents or something, you don't have a chance. Down well, there. that's why every, and that's one of the biggest problems that we have in New York. They create these laws, they create these policies, and our only option is hopefully to be able to get a million dollars together to get a good exactly. good lawyer, and then try to get in front of a decent judge that's actually going to stick by the law and abide by the Constitution. And that's one of our biggest problems that we have in this entire state. Exactly. And I've told people, I told you before, I, mean, it was on, I don't know if it was on the radio or not, but uh, these rallies, you know, I go to so many things like you do, but yeah. the fact is it's the lawsuits. You've got to have the lawsuits are where you're going to win. Robbie, you out there? Robbie, 
Give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> seems like they, uh, it. See, it seems like not a whole bunch was happening until uh, until De Niro and 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 made national news and ripped up that that fine. That's you right. Know, ripped it right up on 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 Fox, and uh, all of a sudden, boom! There's been a couple of really good wins, and uh, that was all started by uh, I think Cambria, and uh, there's been other other lawyers that have been involved. I can't even name who they are. But. Yeah, but you know, Russ, that that whole thing with the ninety-one restaurants, and yeah. I've gone to a few of them, and uh, but you know, we won that. Yeah. But yet, yet the judge puts it to a point where only the ninety-one restaurants can how be irrit- open. How What I mean, sense just, does just, that it's make? Ridiculous. Sally wants to say hi. She's licking me in the face. <laughs> but I could I couldn't understand that ninety-one yeah. restaurants are involved in that. They but win if you the lawsuit. Were, yeah, but if you weren't involved in it, you don't you win. Don't win. Uh, why? Well, same if it's with the, unconstitutional it won, one. Yeah, Robbie won the other lawsuit where Cuomo's executive orders were unconstitutional, right. which I've been saying since May 2nd. I exactly. put in the bill. From the get-go. <laughs> May 2nd last year was the last day he had, by state constitution, to, to do anything on executive He lost all his power on May 2nd, and yet we're still listening to this still, guy, yeah. still obeying this guy. Why? <laughs> because of government terrorism. He puts the, the power of the government and ruins you. Yeah. That's the, that's, 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 this guy's just out of control. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Frank, we got to go to one more break before the end. So why don't we take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll wrap up the show. Be right back, folks. You're listening to the Financial Guys Radio Network with guest hosts Carl Palladino and Russ Thompson. Need your weekly Glenn and Mike fix? Check out their podcast, available on all streaming platforms and YouTube. New episodes are released every single week. Now, here's Carl Palladino and Russ Thompson. Welcome back, folks. We're coming down to the end of the show. Uh, we got uh, another caller on the line. Uh, Polly, Polly's been waiting for over 50 minutes. Polly, you there? I'm sorry you had to wait so long. No, no, no problem. Hey, this is the most informative show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. That uh, Dory, my goodness. Yeah, I tore my heart out listening to that. That that is just it's criminal, yeah. and it it is so um, evil. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. It. Yeah, you know what? She's right too, because I bet with Como. If all those senior deaths and all those vent deaths didn't get him, get, didn't get the ire and attention of everybody, now all of a sudden him cheating, you know. Yeah, everybody's running around. Big deal. You know, I don't mean to make light of it, but big deal. I mean, we had, according to Dory now, 25,000 deaths. 25,000 senior citizens died in, in senior care facilities, and nobody's paying any attention to it. Why? See, so you're wrapped up in, in uh, somebody unsnapping a woman's bra at, at, a, at a bar. I mean, come on, really? There's other ways you can deal with that, but this, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't put, mean to put a light on that, okay? You don't treat women like that, but my God, you got 25,000 senior citizens dead. Why? How come nobody's looking into it? FBI needs to be all over this. We, it, how long is it going to take before we hear from Letitia? No, no, no. The impeachment that the uh, uh, assembly just put forth. Yeah, what's okay. going on with that? It's a scam. Um, first off, the Democrats, they pick it. So they picked the law firm. And the law firm they picked uh, down in New York City, lo and behold, the, the gentleman that 
that uh, what used to be the head of the law firm, he was on their board of directors for 30 years, and now he's off the board of directors. So <laughs> his wife happens to be a judge uh, that Cuomo appointed, and if he, gets, if he goes to trial, she's on the jury. Oh, my God. Uh, this whole thing is it's totally corrupt, and, that's, and, and that woman that came out, the very first one, said, I'm not going to be a part of your impeachment sham. That's what she was talking about. She knew this whole thing was a joke, and they're just kicking the can down the road to get past April 1st on the budget. And that's where we're at. So they got, they've got, there's too much, too many millions and millions of dollars tied up to people, even in Western New York. Okay, that's why they hardly say anything anymore. It's, uh, you know. It really builds up your confidence in, in government, doesn't it? They got five, they could, they could impeach him in one minute. They've got all the votes. All they got to do is make it happen. They don't need another, they don't need a fourth, a fourth investigation. But that's what they did to make it look like they're doing something. Okay, Polly, I don't want to cut you Sorry, short. You Polly. were on, on the line so long. What's good? Anything else? Really, really quick, one thing. Okay. Anybody, and I would think that our um, our Erie County Executive since he, and, and Commissioner of Health, they, they put out numbers every day for a year. You can easily get the weekly reporting on death and adverse events and serious on NBIC. It's a lot. I I could do what anybody can. It's National right. Vaccine um, Information Center. You can easily draw it up. It, it's weekly. It's exactly the same as the VARS. And uh, I mean, to date, it's 1,739 deaths. There's a lot. Boy, there's a lot going on with the vaccines. Yeah, Just we so t- much. We didn't touch, touch yeah, we, we didn't. That's gonna that would that would take a whole damn show. Yeah. Um. If if I do take a vaccine, and I say if I do, I'm leaning toward the Johnson and Johnson. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. leaning toward anything else no. at this point. I mean, when you look at this, n- none of it is authorized. It's all for emergency use only. I mean, I, I don't I don't have the confidence that other people do. And if you look at those uh, vaccines, if you look at the list that comes in with the instructions at the very bottom, it says it says because I saw it yesterday, not approved by the FDA, meaning it's an experimental drug. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and and, and there's and no they, liability. They took the liability. Thank about you. It. I was just going to say that one year, nothing. You can't do a thing. You die. You you got three heads. Doesn't matter. You can't do a darn thing. You got three. You don't have three heads, do you, Polly? But no, but listen, (laughs) all this time, numbers, why aren't they at least once? Why isn't our local, why isn't the news? I mean, we know the mainstream won't, but come on, at least once a week. Gail Burstein cares more about her overtime money than anything else. Exactly. Thank you, Polly. I got to quickly go to somebody else. Thank you for calling in. Robbie De Niro. Look at that. I put out a call for Robbie De Niro to call in and he's on the phone. Robbie, we only got a couple of minutes. First of all, let me say thank you for having uh, Paul. You're a Marine. I mean, come on, I'm an Army guy. We get along really well. Um, major in the Marine Corps. Finally, you you come out and you you take a leadership position. You go after these people. You and I have have talked quite often. And um, thanks thanks for doing what you're doing. My pleasure. I'm happy to do it. It's uh, somebody needs to. More people need to take a stand and fight, and it's a real shame how many people are scared to. We're proud. We're proud of you, uh, uh, you Robbie. You, uh, uh, you're a great role model for our kids. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, I I agree. So I know we we discussed something a couple of what maybe a couple of weeks ago. We haven't touched bases on it since. But if if you were listening to the show at all, we came up with a couple of ideas. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk soon, and let's see if we can get something else going because we 
we got to. We're we're in a losing proposition right here in this state right now. And if and if, and if we don't fight, who's going to fight? Right. That's right. It's easy to say. Uh, it's easy to say New York sucks. I'm going to leave. It's harder to say I'm going to stand and fight. But that's what I'm doing. I'm going to change New York State along with patriots like you. We're going to change New York State. All right, Robbie. Thanks for giving a call. I thanks, appreciate Robbie. It. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Let's talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. One left. Yeah, Bill and Eden. Let's bring up Bill real quick. Bill, what's happening? I heard you talking to John in Rochester there, the different things that people could watch. Yeah. And I actually made some shortcuts that you could easily remember that you can watch any of them at any time. So just remember, vote problem 2020. And then all you have to do is add that onto tinyurl.com. So the whole thing would be tinyurl.com slash vote problem 2020. And that's like the NTD um, Epic Times documentary about the vote problems. Epic Times is Epic is, Times is awesome. Yeah, they've really they've really come up. Um, I've been paying more and more attention yep. to the Epic yep. Times, and they're actually sending out free newspapers to different people. They're to growing try to get, leaps and bounds. Yeah, they really are. Thanks for bringing that up, Bill. I appreciate it. A couple of you just want to mention it real quick. So, Vote Problem 2020. And then you can do Vote Problem 2020. More one, two, more three, and you can see more that way. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. Okay, coming up on the end of the show. Closing statements like closing arguments, guys. <laughs> well, I'll just push uh, the after show with the financial guys from 3 to 4 o'clock. Uh, uh, find them on you uh, on Facebook, and you can hey, get Flick and who else? Mike Hayflick, Flick, myself, and um, uh, Spraza. Spraza's going to be on with you? Yeah, so it's uh, three of us talking New York State politics. See how, many, see how many friends they have now. See if they beat me yet. Okay. All right. Carl, how about you? Closing statement. Just a thought. Uh, what does Andrew Cuomo do after being governor? I mean, what could the man possibly do in life in being and having some creative mission or whatever? I don't even think he could be a bag boy at Wegmans. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what he could do. Well, well do you think he'll you get know, a government job somewhere? Jimmy Carter went out and built houses. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I look at I look at Cuomo, and I, I, I I'm just going to say it. I don't see I don't think he has that kind of charity, neither, neither Biden charity nor Cuomo in, in himself. To no, do, I agree. To be, to be that type of person. Yeah, I agree. He's been in politics their entire life. Yeah, yep. he doesn't know they, anything they else. They don't relate to the real world. Right. Uh, obviously, Cuomo doesn't have any empathy for for the people of the state of New York. He doesn't care if they leave. He doesn't care if our businesses go down the drain. Look at Sally. It's it's sad. Uh, Sally up on the it window is. looking Sally's at Frank. Sally's putting her two cents in. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, you're right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening in. Um, I hope it was an informative show for you. Want to uh, thank uh, Mike and Glenn for having us in. Once again, if you need the financial guys, get a hold of them. Give their office a call. 833 Fin Guys. And this is all Russ Thompson, Carl Palladino, David DiPietro, with the Financial Guys Radio Network. Take care. See you again soon. Bye.